The following program is hosted by immature, irreverent, obnoxious, and often disgusting young men. Listener discretion is advised. This time on Nude Clan, Final Fantasy X, 3. Shall we play Welcome to another episode of Nude Clan, the video game podcast. We're soon, screeching. We won't have an autistic screech. In the <laughs> no, 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 no. I was thinking we just need to take a sound bite, and that's part of our opening from now on. It's just, just the, like the scream, the goat scream in the background. <laughs> yeah, we got to do. Chat. We got to have the. We got like right as the last note is played, we have to start introing the show so that it, like we can add the little. Wow! Right I think I, you know. Point. Actually, instead of his scream, I'm just gonna go grab that one goat scream I'm thinking about and just cut it in. I think that'll be great. That goat you have screaming. a you have a goat scream. Oh yeah, you there's just a, have in the back of your mind. Oh yeah, there's, everyone knows. Why does goat scream sound gross? <laughs> Why do you sound like a goat when you it? scream? Do it's I sound like a goat <laughs> when I scream? I don't know. I don't think so. I can I can pull it up for later, but yeah. Okay. So yeah, today we're reviewing <laughs> I Am Setsuna. I am surprised Cameron beat it. Why? Because you started it this week. Yeah. Well, it didn't necessarily have to take like... <laughs> it did not uh, necessarily. Like, like a month and a half like no. you've been doing. I didn't even get the plan. I mean, what, I, mean so. I, I can wait for my opinion on that for the review, but... A waste of time. It also, did the, does the Switch version tell you how long you played? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, it's bullshit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, you're like, how close am I? I was like, I don't fucking know. Nope. I did a lot of stuff on the side. The guide says you're pretty close, but <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, depends on you. I mean, I, I again, I have an opinion on the story that we'll probably just wait for the, the review. Yeah, so we both finished it. I finished it a few weeks back, um, and... Yeah, I finished it last night. That's what we're going to knock out. Yeah, so it's fresh, nice. fresh in your mind. But anyway, before we dive into that review, what has everyone been playing this week? Well, twice I opened up and and uh, saw the opening cutscene to Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. <clears throat> the crystal shit. Oh, fuck. Which one is it? <laughs> I don't actually know the name of the game. I don't either. Is it one on the Wii? Shit. I think it might be Crystal Bears. No, Bears is the Wii one. Okay, then it's not Crystal Bears. With the blonde kid that looks like Ezreal from... Fuck! So, so are you League doing the, the DS ones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're doing all of them. Well, no, I just was... In the order that they came out. Okay. Uh, something. I, I uh, The second Crystal Chronicles game. And, um, yeah, found out that the multiplayer and the single player are two separate... Entities, and so we will now, I guess, be playing the single-player version of that game. So there's that little bit of disappointment in, in my mind, but it should be a little faster to beat the game than it was for Crystal Chronicles, which, of course, me and Schweiss, in order to do that for UFF, I think it took us six weeks <laughs> to beat 
the 22-hour game Crystal Chronicles. Yeah. So that's uh, sad. Super sad, but um, that's that's the only video gaming I've been doing. Just fucking getting just plowed. opening that game. Fourth of July sales have been fucking screwing me at FedEx, man. It's just been super busy, and it's been as busy as it was at Christmas. And I I'm getting real mad. I almost quit the other day. I almost told my boss, I'm like, look. I can't do this. I can't. I I got shit to do, but I need the money. That's the problem. Is that I that need is the, money. the problem. Is you just need the uh, money. Prime Days is either here or soon. So why don't you uh, gotta. Why don't you do the thing you're planning on becoming a night shift worker at? You know, some motel hotel. Some motel hotel holiday in. Um. No. <laughs> he wants money, not? not not right now. Chump change, not right now. Just money finish out. and the ability. To I told my boss I was done on months. August 11th, so I'll keep to that. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to be an angry, angry, fat redhead scorching in the sun, wanting to murder everyone I see. I don't. And, and every fat piece of shit that tells me to stop speeding when I'm under the speed limit because, look, FedEx trucks are big, so they look like they're going faster than they really are. I'm in the speed limit. It's 25 or under for a residential zone unless otherwise posted. I am going 23, you fucking bitch. You want to get some uh, clarification (laughs) on this? Is that the same person? No, there's always someone. There's always someone telling me to slow down. Just like every day, off. just be like, "Fuck you." And this is what I do. I point. I point at my my dashboard and I go two five. I do two fingers and then five. And that you should do the middle finger right after. Yeah, uh, that's what I do because I'm like, I'm not fucking speeding. I'm not arguing with you right now. What's that number on the back? I'm not the doing truck that. That says rate my driving. I don't give a shit. You know what happened <laughs> last time someone called in? My boss goes, "Yeah, someone called said you were speeding. Were you speeding?" I was like, "No." Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you Are know what? People like retired. I've I've, I've been with my boss. Well, you can't tell how fast a vehicle is going. When a vehicle is big and it's going 25, it looks like it's going faster. That's all. That's the only thing I could think of for why the fuck I'm getting flagged all the time for speeding when I'm not. I'm not a speeder. First, that's the, the other thing about this fucking truck I'm in is that it's hard to speed. This truck does not like to go fast. It doesn't... It takes, like, in order to get to <coughs> 35 miles an hour, it takes, like, a minute and a half, it feels like. So, I'm not speeding. I know I'm not speeding. I'm getting yelled at for speeding. So, you people who are, like, flagging down your FedEx trucks, uh, fuck you. Just fuck you. I'm just reminded of the giant hill in uh, in Lehigh that I would end up going like 70 down. And it was <laughs> it was residential ish. I have sped before. I'm not saying that, but oddly enough, when I have been yelled at, I have not been speeding. Yeah, which is driving me nuts. I have no idea what to say to these people. Like, they want me to go 10 miles an hour? Uh, no. I got shit to do, and it's already going to take me 12 hours. Fuck you. Well, the dumb thing is, is I can usually tell when someone's speeding. Because it's like, oh, I think I have time. And then suddenly they're right on my ass, and then they're, like, honking at me. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't have been speeding. <laughs> maybe you should slow down. I'm not sure I pulled out in front of you, but you were going 40, so fuck you. I don't, I don't know what to do about it. It's driving me nuts. But well, soon you won't do anything about it because you don't have to worry about it. <sighs> I don't know a good way to convey to these people that they, they should fuck off without getting fired by saying fuck off. 
Anyway, just put on like the next the guy next over is like plates. Just trade them out and then, like. Isn't it? Don't they off. do it off of truck numbers? No, they'll know what area yeah. I'm in. They'll say they saw a FedEx truck. There's like one of three choices there on who's over in that area. So just make sure it's one of those guys then that you think they speed. I've I've ridden with other drivers and they always speed. That's probably why they get home faster than I do. I do not speed. <laughs> I don't speed. If I'm speeding, it's like five over. It's Maybe you should do that more. I mean, if you're getting blamed yeah. for it anyway, why not just do it? <laughs> if I'm getting blamed <laughs> for it anyway, why not just do it? That's, yeah. good. That's a good point. And they get home sooner. But uh, the other reason I don't speed is that there are a bunch of cops that like to hang out in a lot of the streets I'm, I'm driving Look, man, in, if so. I got framed for murdering somebody and I spent like 20 years in prison, the first thing I would do when I got out is kill that person. <laughs> <laughs> I would walk up to them in the street and I would just... you just say, I didn't do it, but now I'm going to. Yeah, but I paid the price, so I'm going to blow your fucking brains out. There you go. That's a good, that's a good idea. I would do it. I'd be like, I paid this forward, man. I paid for it before mm. I even got the merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What have you been playing, Craig? Uh, Assassin's Creed Origins is pretty much the only thing that I played this week. So, yeah. Is it That's good? It. You know what? It is. I It's probably the my second favorite of the Assassin's Creed's. And I've played all of them except for Rogue, Unity, and Syndicate. So, it's a pretty good one. I do like the RPG unit element of it but I don't like that enemies that are two to three levels above you will fuck you in the ass because it's bullshit there's like a serious scaling problem in that game like unless you're within like literally one level of the enemy it will destroy you Mm, because they can they can two to uh, one shot you if they're like even two levels above you they can two to one shot you yeah which means they can hit you twice or hit you once and then you're dead Two to one shot you. Yes, two to one. So you didn't just like stutter in some down. fucking weird no, way. No, he said no. two ta, two ta, in, in Utah fashion. To the one shot yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. To the one shot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's fucking bullshit. So tell man save the day. Then is that what you're he did? Me? He did save the day. And you know what? You know what? This is, it starts the they're like they found the order of the sa- the assassins right in this one, but at the end. Like, seriously, the last three hours, they go crazy saying the word creed. Fucking crazy. They're like, it will be a new creed. creed. We have a new creed. There is a new creed. It's almost like, like, my God, how many times do you have to fucking say creed? We get it. It's called Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. They didn't say assassin at all, but they said creed like 40 times. It's like like, uh, Bloodborne, and they just have to say blood every few times in a sentence well it's not the same thing it's fucking ridiculous to me it's it sounds like (laughs) i think it to me it sounds like when uh when joe like hears a new word and he likes to use it for like two or three days afterwards that's That's, that's what it sounds like it's like you're really digging in there that is true it's like the memorization process you're like oh that is that is a dude it keeps you in the vocabulary. <laughs> I, I say totally wrong. Oh my god! Keeps it keeps you in the vocabulary. That's yeah, you I are said. part of the language. Are you in the vocabulary? <laughs> You're in it. Are you in it? Uh, <laughs> you gotta be in it. Are you in? 
Uh, but yeah, it's a good one. It's just the fucking uh, the, the the where it started going Creed heavy. Just I was like, oh my god, it's too much. And then he's like, he he wears like a um, a hawk's skull because like it was like the necklace of his kid. And he like takes it and he like throws it to the ground. And he's like, I'm no longer a father. I'm no longer a husband. I am now a hidden one. And then he like walks off. And then his wife picks it up. And there's the symbol of the assassins. And I was like, my god, it's like every part of this is just too much. So yeah, but it's I, it is a good game. It's a good game. It's, it's a good game. GG. Yeah. Okay. okay. Everyone else's mic sound okay. I'm getting a lot of hiss in the background. Uh, there's and then just my voice sounded a little tinny <laughs> to start out with. I mean, it's better now, but when we first started, it sounded like I was talking through like a piece of paper or something like that. Nothing's changed. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> <coughs> I've been playing I Am Setsuna, the game, Joe. I Am Not Setsuna. <laughs> Wait, there's a sequel called I Am Not Setsuna? <laughs> the game? The sequel's actually I'm no- called Lost Sphere. It's, uh, I thought it was I Am No Longer Setsuna. Yeah, Setsuna no more. <laughs> Setsuna no more. <laughs> um, and then I just played a lot of Overwatch last night after I beat it, so it's pretty much pretty much it. That was your Spoilers. week. Yeah. How, how many day. hours? I don't know. I wouldn't be able to say. The game doesn't track it. What? But I, if I Can were to guess? give my personal opinion, I'd say I would have hit around the 20-hour mark. Either a little below or a little above. How many hours do you, t- you put into it? Twice. Probably like 40. 40 hours? Ish, yeah. You were trying to plan them it, though. Yeah. I Are you didn't. still going to try? I'll pick it back up later, but there's a lot of... Uh, there. So the system, it has a system in it where you can like attach certain buffs to certain items, and it's very in-depth, and I just did not want to deal with it to beat the final... Yeah, I looked at uh, some of those bosses. buffs, and uh, some... People like even people online don't quite know what some of them do. Yeah, they can say like they kind of do this, but we're not one hundred percent sure mm-hmm. on that. So we can talk about that later. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have been playing a shitload of Call of Duty Classic this week, and here's the reason why. I, I borrowed Medal of Honor. <laughs> I borrowed Medal of Honor from Jake to play Medal of Honor Frontline because I was looking at my trophies, and that one was from a long time ago because I. I borrowed, or I played Cody's version of Medal of Honor, the re- reboot, um, and I played that through, and I was like, hey, there's a, uh, he was like, hey, there's a download for Medal of Honor Frontline. If you want to do it, it's a remaster. Looks like shit, by the way. Like, it looks like dog <laughs> shit. <coughs> Some of the people's faces, like, it looks like I'm going to war with, like, 80-year-old men. Like, they're fucking ancient looking. Like, they have, they have weird, like, alien jaw lines. Like, it's like this weird, like puffy cheek and then like it's just a chin that's like four inches in from the cheekbone like they look freaky it looks like shit mostly your allies but most of those guys die anyway so it doesn't matter uh and i was like you know what the trophies are looking kind of sad on this game so i'm gonna pick this up and then i looked online and i was looking at like trophy guides and like here's what you what they recommend and people online were like the ps uh the fucking they were, they were telling me that the fucking game is harder, that Medal of Honor Frontline on hard is harder than Call of Duty Classic on veteran. And I was that like, is horseshit. I was like, that dude. That is horseshit. And there, there's like almost nothing that's harder than that game. I was like, no fucking way. But like it was just over and over. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have to beat Call of Duty Classic on veteran first just to prepare myself mentally for 
for the road ahead, and it was sick. It was fucking ridiculous. Like it was unholy, and yeah, I I, I had to beat it, and so I was halfway through. I was on this level, and here's what pisses me off about this game. Here's what pisses me off about this game. There's a fucking level in there where you're going on a boat. It's like the undercover level where you're infiltrating the uh, the Germans. And I'm with this guy, and his name is Captain Price, and he has, like, he is the most British-looking motherfucker on the planet. Like, he's got this <laughs> massive mustache. Like, it's, like, it's huge. <laughs> and, like, everybody else is this clean-shaven Nazi soldier, and they just, they just let him on the boat. They just let him on. They're like, oh, welcome. Welcome. I'm like, look at this guy. And then later, like, in the mission, he dies. And like, he was a good man. I'm like, I'm surprised he made it up, like, anywhere near the boat. They're like, why is that British guy coming on? And then when we get, like, discovered, they just, all the Germans are, like, calling us British. I'm like, you fuck, see what you did? Like, they, they did, how do they know we're British? It's because of this guy. It's because of this guy's fucking mustache. He's got his, like, corn corn cob pipe in his fucking back pocket too <laughs> it's ridiculous like that and the enemy snapping to you like it's the most difficult thing i've probably ever done gave you away <coughs> excuse me and then i had to beat it again on uh, hardened which is the second hardest difficulty which sometimes was worse because like i would get to a checkpoint that i was so used to like everything in veteran mode because i played it a thousand times at that point and like suddenly there were like 50 enemies instead of six and there was a part the game gave me an opportunity to go joe core uh-huh. and i did and then it con- proceeded to fuck me for doing it because there's like a part where that happens it's uh pavlov's house it's like this russian like four-story apartment building. Is there a bunch of dogs running around? <laughs> yeah, they ring some bells and they just went crazy. Yeah, it's named after the sergeant that like held it off, and they held it off for like weeks on end against the Germans. And like tanks would come by, and they would just like fuck the tank up when it drove overhead, and they held it for like ever. I tell you, got they got like uh, people like backup basically, and then they all left. And it's that mission, but the problem was is like all my teammates just get fucking annihilated because it's like this endless wave of Germans just storming the house. And then I'm the only one left, and I hid in this bathroom, and, like, <laughs> no one could find me. Like, they, they were all, like, fucking... Why did you hide in the attic? They were... <laughs> they were... Yeah, yeah, seriously. They were fucking... They were all, like, too stupid to come into that room, so I was like, sweet, I'm just gonna... I'm just gonna hide in here, you know? And I got down to two minutes, I got a checkpoint, and then, like, a minute... It would get to, like, a minute, and I'd hear the tank, just, like, the wheels of the tank just, like, crack up, and it's like... And then at 45 seconds, every single time... Every single time, at 45 seconds, the tank would shoot the building, and I would die. And, like, I had, like, not much health left, right? So I tried it multiple times. I tried getting in the bathtub <laughs> that was next to me. <laughs> Nothing would save me. So I ended up having to, like, did run out of the room. in the bathtub? I did, yeah. The problem, though, is that when I go into the bathtub, it triggers the guys, and they fucking come in the room, but, like, in groups of six... <laughs> and I can't stop it. So what I ended up doing is like grabbing a grenade, cooking it for a second, and then like throwing it down the hallway where all the dudes were at, and then jumping down and like going down into the basement of the building, and then just like shooting a couple dudes down there, and then running outside like into this little ditch area and just fucking slaughtering every bastard that came up to me. And they all know where I'm at. And at the end of the level, it's like, okay, now you have to eliminate all 17 people that are left, and they just fucking jump into that trench, and they just fucking solo running at me and I have no ammo left like it's dude it's nightmarish 
And the, but the Joe Core thing, like the game, Nightmare. the game fucked me for being Joeish. It's like you can sit there if you want, <laughs> but we're gonna shoot this building even though no Maybe one knows where you're Nazis at. Were after you. <laughs> yeah, the Nazis don't like you because you're being Joeish. <laughs> <Jewish. laughs> yeah, yeah. We must eliminate Sichos. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I played a bunch of that, and when I finally uh, beat it, I kicked up uh, Medal of Honor Frontline, and I've been going through that. I'm like. I think I have like five missions left or six, something like that. How does it compare to the uh, the veteran of Call of Duty Classic? Oh, I'm only playing it on easy. Oh, because uh, there's there is a that trophy. was on easy. No, that was veteran on COD. Oh, okay. Um, classic though, you have to beat three times to platinum it because the trophies yeah. don't stack. Yeah, so when so you, you have beat, to it, beat on veteran, it on normal, veteran, and hardened. Yeah. And so like beating on a veteran disgusting. doesn't give you the trophy for beating it on the lesser difficulty. So I had to do it three times over the years, and I know that game like like I should never know anything. That it's how long has it taken you? Uh, I started it. This I, is a this I has first, been a long going project. For yeah, you. I first played it in 2010. So <laughs> eight years. <laughs> it's an eight year platinum, and I beat it. I think in in 2010. I'm pretty sure I beat it like later. After I got it. Oh, Jesus. And then I beat it again. Oh, no. You know what? The next two playthroughs have been in the last, like, four days. Oh, really? I finished the second half, yeah. Oh, I, thought I, I thought you were playing that. Oh, I was. I, did, I never got, got any further. It was, uh, a, it was that boat mission with the mustache, man. That's why I came up with this, like, why is it so fucking... Price. Yeah, I'm like, why has this guy even, like, ever been able to be undercover? It's because <laughs> I, I would go out of the know. room, and I would... There's a guy up on top of the... Like on a high point, and he has a, a car 98, and he has like a 50% chance to just one-shot me and without me even getting any opportunity to do anything. So my tactic was kill the two guys that come like running in the, into my line of sight and then just run out of the building. And if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I restart. And most of the time, <laughs> I would restart. Like it was sick. And then I would also have to deal oh, with like guys coming out of the, the side of the boat to the left of me and there was dudes on the right shooting at me endlessly that sometimes would kill me sometimes wouldn't so like it's just it's like I'm gambling with loaded dice <laughs> they're loaded to make me fucking lose uh, and the mission on the mission on that mission on Harden was still fucking bullshit it still took me like 30 minutes because I kept dying in the same spot it was sick it was uh, fucked up uh, this is something dude. I just wouldn't do I just wouldn't do it. That game is fucked up. Like it's I, insanely hard. Yeah, there's a fucking I can't remember which part it was, but like the there's seriously a part where you like walk around a corner and there's a dude in a tank in a minigun that's just waiting for you. And I would poke I like my gun out. I poke, poked my waiting. fucking gun out right, but like behind <laughs> out the wall, you know, and then just fucking like the tip of my gun gets fucking shot at. By the fucking minigun. No, it's like they're in a war and they're <laughs> expecting enemies to come around the corner at every fucking second. <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> I know. A little decency. Yeah, like, wait was, to see what fucking what's fucking, coming. It's fucking ridiculous. What if I was an they ally? Have, they have so much ammo to waste. That's yeah. the ridiculous thing. Oh man! And there was another part where I got a checkpoint as the guy was fucking shooting me. So I like died later, and I came back to the checkpoint and like. It was like ten times of me just dying and like trying to oh, get like man. exactly I how that. I can get this guy dead before he fucking slaughters me. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to start this mission over because this mission's been really hard. But now I'm in a checkpoint where a guy's already shooting at me as I load the fucking game up. Like Jesus, 
<laughs> I just had to like lay down really fast and just spray and hope I killed his ass before he like laid you know, waste. That happens to me with Bethesda when you go through a door and the, the game auto saves as you go through the door and you're insta fucked by whatever is behind that door. So you just keep reloading over and over again. You're trying different things, but most of the time it's just because. Bethesda puts out these games where they bug out all the time. So by the fifth time or sixth time, the enemy's actually changing what wrong, they're, yeah. they're changing what they're doing, even <laughs> though it's the same thing every fucking time they're loading in. But it's just enough different every time that you can get out eventually. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of how it was, except for it was like... Except for you, they don't change. It's I have the same like a thing 5% every time. chance you remember for him to that, not end me. You remember that fucking level where you have to be like on the Jeep as it's like driving through and all you have is a fucking gun? Like the pistol, like the fucking pistol, yeah, and you I can't remember. control the fucking jeep at all. I know how it sounded, Joe. Okay, right, right. <laughs> but you, you laughed harder have, than I did. All you have is a fucking like pea shooter, and you have to like defend yourself in a fucking jeep, <laughs> and you can't control like, yeah. shit. You can't control they anything put me in other this than war, and all I have is a fucking gun. <laughs> <laughs> I need more than just a gun, okay? You you do have a machine yeah, at least gun, you need a rocket, and launcher. you do have rocket launchers but that mission I, I was stuck on that for All a you very have long is time they get, that fucking level is a fucking RNG fuck fest of whether or not somebody's gonna snipe you in the face every two seconds yeah it is and then the game they don't care about their safety like there's a guy on that level who he has a, he has a rocket launcher and he's looking at you with it for like five <laughs> seconds and then he just shoots it he's right next to you I'm like, oh, they'll, yeah they'll shoot the ground to kill you because yeah. they know that if you die it's all over Medal of Honor does that too like I killed there's like a Panzerfaust group Right, a group of dudes that kill like tanks, yeah. which is retarded because we don't have any fucking tanks in this mission. I'm like, you guys are the ones with the tanks. What are you like arming me to kill your own tanks, fucking yes. idiots? And so I kill them, right? And then like I'm reading the little walkthrough, and it's like, make sure you take your time in this level because the enemies don't always spawn right away. And like if you go too fast, like it won't trigger certain spawns. I was like, all right, I'll backtrack a little bit. And then I backtrack. I jump over this wall. And they're all alive again. And there are four of them, and they just turn around as one, and they have their little rockets. I'm like, fuck! So I do like a quick jump, and they almost annihilate me, but they kill themselves. Like, I didn't even kill them the first time. Like, they blew themselves to pieces, like, trying to kill me and other people. They just, like, see me, and they shoot the wall right next to them to try to kill me, even though I'm not right there. So, like, AI is just fucking stupid. And it's annoying when they're, like, Kamikaze. So I'm like, it's not fighting the Japanese. Well, if you're dying, <laughs> I don't think they're that stupid. Uh, I guess, yeah, I guess right. that's fair. If yeah. it takes four people to kill themselves and take me out, <laughs> it's worth it because then they get to be alive again. That's right. But God, dude, <laughs> they yeah. They get to live again in the they, restart. They do, yeah, they do. Um, but it's been rough. It's been rough, especially God. So. All right. Those are the two. Well, we all know what we've been playing, but. Has anybody beaten a game? Bro? <laughs> yeah, I beat Assassin's Creed Origins. Assassin's... Uh, should I put Assassin's... Just put AC Origins. Okay, that's better, because I can't remember how to spell Assassin's. <laughs> S-S-Ins. Ass-ass-Ins. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that Hot Shots movie? Yeah, <laughs> where they, they, they like start on the military thing. They're like, he went in a go assassin. Like the guy can't spell assassinate. He keeps on like trying it, and then he just erases it, and then puts kill a guy. <laughs> uh, Cameron, um, I beat I am Satsuna, but you have to write it like this on the paper. <laughs> he has to write kanji. it in fucking kanji. Yep. 
Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> That'll take too long. He was Setsuna. And I'm just going to call it I'm Setsuna <laughs> instead of I am. Choice? Um, I beat Metal of... Or no, uh, sorry. Call of Duty Classic. COD Classic. Yep. It's bullshit. But it does have a Snap 2 feature, which didn't, Medal of Honor does not. Didn't you also beat another game? No. I don't think so. Well, I beat Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Didn't we put that on there already? Nope. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I beat that, too. There I thought we go. had that on there it's too already. late. You didn't say it, dude. Yeah. It's too late. Wow. When did you guys beat that? Was it this week? Yeah, it was like yeah, Monday. Yeah, it was Monday. Oh. There you go. Okay, so uh, you guys are one uh, are one apart now. How do you feel? I feel like I'm going to catch up real yeah. soon. Oh, how do you know? He's hiding his trophies. No, he's no, not. I'm not. Oh, you stop hiding your trophies? Yeah. There's no point. Craig. It was hiding them from Schweiss to like... The, the plot thickens, the, Craig. Now that Does you were it? called out on it, and you're like, well... Well, the whole point was to fucking, like, beat a shitload of games without Schweiss noticing, and then he fucking, of course, notices, because it's like, I can't see Craig's trophies. What the fuck? <laughs> you know what? I can see Craig's trophies. I'm just going to log in as Craig. Yes, yeah. that's exactly what he did. <laughs> we'll see. Two can play at this game. <laughs> Stealth Boy. I'll infiltrate the Craig. Well, Stealth Boy, <laughs> Stealth Boy is in first place with 17 games beaten so far this year. Caleb Schweiss is at 16 games. I am at 11 games, and Cameron Wilson is at nine games beaten so far. So uh, this is not as impressive as last year. No, I'll be honest here. Is it impressive? Because like every time we had like a lot of games, you were disgusted. I am disgusted. So it's like, is it is it between disgust <laughs> and like impressiveness? Like what? It, what is this? Yeah, it's somewhere in between that. In between, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's where we're at for the hog status. Uh, did we get any questions? Yeah, we have a couple questions. Okay. Oh, also, uh, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, is going to be our next game. On that was review. a close vote. Yeah, it was. It was, it was really close. crazy. And it's usually not close at all. It's usually one game dominating, and oh, then the other game's like... they were within, like, a few votes of each other. Like, uh, I think Vampire was the second one with 34, and then they had... Uh, what, what was yours? Uh, Far Cry 5. Far Cry 5 It was, like, the next highest. Uh, it was... Oh, wait, no, it was 32%, I think, Yeah. That one. yeah. And then Far, uh, Wolfenstein won, but, like, would 1%. You, would you so vote for? I went with Vampire. I voted for Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Didn't even vote for your own game. <laughs> no. Piece well, I, was, of shit. I just threw it up there because I had to throw a game up. But I what was your game, game again? A Far Cry 5. Oh, that's the one I voted for. <laughs> <laughs> just more, yeah. of the, the more of the same game? Yeah. I thought about it, and it was like it was, it was a $60 game, a $20 game, and then a no-dollar game <laughs> for me. Yeah, if I were you, I would have voted for the one I already beat, probably. I went with Vampire, the $60 game, but... Eh. Looked at. Yeah. What are our questions? All right. First one is from Shinru. He says, uh, uh, are you guys going to get this as a perfect birthday present for Joe? And it is a Armored Core 20-disc original soundtrack from the ba- of the background music. For which one? For all of them. The entire oh, wow. series. Oh, my God. 
And it comes out on November wiener, 1st. Wiener, yep. wiener, 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 now wiener, in full wiener, orchestra. Wiener, <laughs> wiener, 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 wiener. <laughs> um, I would prefer not to get that. Yeah, you don't want... Uh, it would be a giant waste of money. I will never <laughs> listen to it. You don't want 20 discs well, of Armored is, Core music? You would only be able to hog it as one. It's Unless true. It was like it's fucking specific, twenty discs. So it that was would like be... specifically divvied out per game, and then it you could do probably it. is divvied out. Then per I game. guess you could get some hog points out of it. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could if you wanted to. No thanks. It would be like it would only be like six points though. I don't think any of us are that willing to do that either. How much is it? I have no idea. It doesn't oh, okay. matter. It's going to be at least fifty bucks, which is way too much. Way too much for a gag gift that, honestly, the soundtrack has some pretty awful moments, but there are worse soundtracks. Are the games brand new even worth 50 bucks? Probably not. They that probably come out on? at 20. <laughs> yeah. Come out at 20 bucks, and they're lucky to break even. Wiener, wiener, wiener. They right. must be successful. They kept I'm making them. That's true, wiener. yeah. Aren't they going to make another one, too? Um, I don't know, because they're, they're doing a bunch of, like, Souls games. So the next one they're making Ooh. is like that one Japanese one. I can't remember what it is. More yeah, the one that games. doesn't look as cool as the Sony one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> next one is for uh, next question is from A4 Extreme. He says, uh, this might have been answered before, but what are the rules for beating an arcade style game that doesn't have a standard ending? Um, uh, I recently picked up the NES Classic and there are a lot of games on there like Donkey Kong, Pac-Man, Galaga. What are the rules for beating these kinds of games so I can add them to the hog? Or do I need to reach a kill screen of some sort, or are they just doomed to never grace my list? I think I think we did say in year one they're just doomed to never grace the list. Didn't I don't we? remember that. I thought so. I think we touched on a subject, but maybe I think we it's said something I think it's fine if you feel like you know the game. Because yeah. like if I were to look at a list of like uh, best games ever, I would count Pac-Man um, as beaten right now. <laughs> uh, well, I've played enough Pac-Man that I know. We should see Pac-Man. what the highest level. It's a game achieved. that you've played versus the a high, game that there, you've beaten. The highest there, level there someone no has achieved, and then you so it's have to design. Be well, for Pac-Man, there is a highest level, and it just kills the game. That's the kill screen. So, do all arcade games have that? Not all of them. <laughs> well, actually, they might. Because doesn't mm. Frogger just like keep getting worse and worse? Yeah, it does. Yeah, I mean, Frogger is an asshole. And you're telling me there's no end to Donkey Kong? I don't think so. Uh, don't you go? You don't ever reach that princess? I mean, you do, but then like it keeps going with new levels. I'm pretty sure. Maybe count it. Maybe you'll find a can- canonical ending. Like, how many balls does Miss Pac-Man actually eat? You know, <laughs> or Mr. Pac-Man, depending on which one you're playing. Yeah, we could do it by like game time. Yeah. <sighs> Mm. True Hook says Donkey Kong has a kill screen. So there is like a, a max level, basically. All right, maybe kill screen should be it then. Because that's uh, a pretty that's decent... Dis- that's disgusting. Yeah, though. but if you're playing on the NES Classic, you can just keep throwing coins in there like, for pretend. It's 117 screens before an error happens and kills the game. For Pac-Man? For Donkey Kong. Oh. So 117 levels, basically, of just pure hell. Yeah, it just keeps going on that game. There's an error on Duck Hunt as well at level 100. I say just go to the kill <laughs> screen, yeah. I guess that's fine. <laughs> go to the kill screen. 
That's the end. Oh, uh, you know, without an emulator, that's going to be real tough. <laughs> it's going to be real yeah, if tough. If you actually have the arcade, you just have to keep pounding those quarters in. Although you only get you get lives on I those, think we so. said because we were wondering if we could review games like that because we could never beat them and we basically just said um you go until you feel like you're you're good, but with beating it for the hog I I don't I don't think so. I don't think that counts as a game beaten just to play a few levels of Pac-Man. I don't think so. Well, I mean, we have different rules for different games. Like, Overwatch doesn't have a specific story, so we're like, hey, just reach, like, level 100. Yeah, so we just say prestige, prestige and then so, tank counts as beaten. Uh, yeah, but we, uh, we are talking about specifically games that just don't have a beaten. It just keeps going. No, they don't have an end, so you can't... I mean, there there should be... How does one add. complete what cannot be completed? Yeah, you can't complete it. Kill you screen can't complete is it. what I would say. I think that's fair. Because that is the end. That's where you no longer can play the game in that current sitting. Sounds like bullshit, but most of the games are bullshit, so... If you can't beat it, if you can't get to the kill screen, then you didn't fucking beat it. Gotta be get better. You gotta get good enough to... You gotta get better. Intense uh, thing right there. How about a community high score page on the forum? Top three can count it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, wow. I, I like that That's idea. what True Hook says Little in the chat. competition going on in the forums. Uh, that's funny. Pixar didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. How, how about send in some ideas, guys? Because I don't really have an answer to this. Yeah, other than no, but that seems kind of unfair. I don't think it uh, is unfair. Could, I mean, there's like a game time thing. We could just, just be because like, I played, played like five of- hours of Pac-Man, there you go. Just because I played like a shitload of multiplayer in Halo Two, it doesn't mean I beat Halo Two. I, I can't, uh, and that's just well, a, that's you can beca- just keep going. It's, and it'll it's a never different end. kind of game, though. That's the thing. You well, can't yeah, just be like, oh well, I played just, a shitload of there multiplayer are just of Halo games when that Halo don't has end. a fucking story. Mode. Someone brought up in the chat brought up a great item. You don't beat arcade games; they beat you, and you get a score. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Unless you do beat it and get the kills, so you lose a hog unless you literally you yeah, kill but that's the game. literally causing the game to error out. So every I time that Joe come, comes across a bug, does that mean he beats the game? I think it, what he's trying to say is the game beats you. So when you play an arcade game and you lose, you lose a hog. So you have no, to well, okay, so arcades are arcade games year. are different because they are literally made to. See how far money. you can get. No, they're made to harvest your funds, so they're supposed to be endless and bullshit. Well, no, you're supposed to like try and see how far you can get before you die. That it's it's literally that way. Well, that's like, why you play them. But it's the like the old school. Exist. It's like the old school zombies. Like before they started adding weird story elements to it. You just do it. For it's like you just go just until it. see how far you can get in the fucking zombies level. It's that's Those just what it is. About level twenty seven, from what I remember. And then I think 27 was our cap. Was it our cap? That yeah. was no. Her, the, Did the we get to 29 fight? on Derise? I, I thought we got on 30 on, on maybe on, on Toten on Derise. I don't know. You could just say level yeah. 20, screen 20, 20, 20 hours. <laughs> Pick one. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. I think maybe play games that are that can be beaten for the hog <laughs> and uh, yeah. play arcade games just for fun. It's, also, I would say... Here. I would say for anyone that, like, let's say you had 14 and you played FF14, um, I would say if you beat an expansion, I would count the game beaten again. Um, only once, though, I'd per year. count the expansion beaten. Yeah, so, like, when we played FF14, we, obviously, we hogged 14, and then we didn't hog, uh, we didn't hog the expansion that year. But if we come back 
for the next expansion, like we're going to count that. Okay. Because it's like you uh, played the campaign in that MMO that year. It's the new campaign. I think it should count. I'm I'm timidly okay with that one. That's, I don't know, because then you got games like uh, Neverwinter, which is an MMO that has like free updates and like they add campaigns. Yeah. So would you count one of the random campaigns that you can just do well, as what, a new game? Why, why do we live in a time? world where it has to count? Yeah, yeah, you just play it for fun, right? No, what I'm saying is that you can count Neverwinter once a year. So, like, if you play an expansion to Neverwinter in January, you can hog Neverwinter. But you can't hog Neverwinter seven times in January because of the seven campaigns you played. But it's different campaigns. It doesn't matter. That's why you gotta. That's where you cut the MMOs but you, off. But then the you knees. also said the expansions. No, I'm like, saying like if I beat a new expansion in 14, I can count that expansion. But that's it. If another one comes out, I don't count that one too. Okay. You only count one a year. Okay. I think that would be a fair way to. That's better because I thought you were counting like you were saying count it every time you beat a new expansion. I was like, ah. the, the shitty thing is, is it kind of feels like you should because they're big, but it wouldn't work for all games. So, yeah. Would that work for, like, Witcher 3, then? Where the two, like, expansions are 10 to 20 hours each? <coughs> um, no, because it's not an MMO. It's you know a- what? We <laughs> should just have a per-game basis. That's that's all it should be. So we have our normal get-to-credits, and then if you need extra guidance, you can ask us per-game, and we'll just fucking... Someone make a fucking wiki uh, thing that has the fucking list the rulings. of the rulings for different games. Because I don't know. Article 1, otherwise, Section 3. Otherwise, I say <laughs> just don't make it count because I don't want to. I, I wouldn't want to get bogged down in like, you know, artic- yeah, Article 1, Section 3, Amendment A. Uh, I don't want to do that shit. I don't think you guys want to either, frankly. Not really. I yeah. want it to be easy. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we and could the easy do, thing is just enjoy Tetris, enjoy Donkey Kong, and that's it. And you don't hog it. Yeah, I think we could do something for DLC, but we'd have to do it as a separate thing. Yeah, and we've not agreed on that for the last two years. No. So if it's going to happen, that's probably the only way it will happen, and we can't, we can't, we can't agree on it. So maybe once Joe's gone. Yeah, once maybe. Joe's gone, maybe you can agree. But I don't know. But until then, I'm gonna be the uh, I'm gonna be the the senator from the other side of the aisle here, or whatever that is. <laughs> so got to keep it centrist somehow. We got to have a uh, compromise till I leave, and then you guys can fuck up everything I, I ever worked to achieve here. Uh-huh. Yeah, because <laughs> it's totally your show. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah. Cameron's nodding. Yes. <laughs> You're just happy that no he's comment. leaving, aren't you? No comment. <laughs> Fine. Fuck off. I don't have to be here while you guys fucking review Setsuna. <laughs> you weren't planning on being here anyway if we did it uh, yesterday. Yeah, that's what I would do. True Hoax DLC is worth way less. Yeah, they I be. don't know. I mean, unless it's like a whole well, new camp. I mean, but what about they, DLCs they, where you just get costumes? That's the no. stupid question we're going to get. We're going to get that question. No, we'd have to set like a limit to being like it has to be an actual expansion and not just like a DLC. Yeah, a campaign Because like, yeah, like because Diablo has one that's like an entire extra chapter that adds like four hours of gameplay. And then you have like The Witcher that adds 30 more hours for the, the two that it got. So, I mean, 
if it's a fucking expansion, then it counts. But like, just little DLC missions. Eh. All right. Well, let us review. I am Setsuna. When I said intro, I didn't mean all of it. to my story. Aaron fucking said it. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear it. No, he didn't say it. I did. Oh. So Final Fantasy X is a role-playing game <laughs> developed and published by Square. It's 10th entry in the Final Fantasy series, originally <laughs> released, released in 2001 to the PS2. No, this game is a clone of Final Fantasy X. Um, I am Setsuna, which is the actual game we're going to review, and the actual trailer. Uh, fuck it, I'll just play the trailer now. This one's not as long, so... You don't have to suffer and we won't get blocked. In a land of sorrow and bitter cold. A tale of sacrifice will be told. Destined for death will give everything to save her people.
Oh, that's some beautiful music. Yeah, it's dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a gorgeous piece. Is that part? That's a in-game that's in piece game. of music. Oh yeah. man, that's that's uh, that's a very pretty piano work. Yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah, I wait till we get to the sound part of it because yeah, <sighs> yeah. Yeah, so I am Setsuna. Well, I, a, can, I can tell how Schweiss feels about this game. It's a Japanese role-playing video game developed by Tokyo RPG Factory, who is a company. It's a company that Square Enix set up to like throw all their second-tier and third-tier developers into to work on RPGs exclusively. Um, at first, I was like, "Wow, I can't believe Square allowed them to make a game that's their games over again." And then I was like, oh, it's because Square set this company up, and they published it, so I guess they're cool with it. I don't know, whatever. Um, So, yeah, the game came out in July of 2016, and it was released for the Nintendo Switch on March 3rd of 2017. Um, So, essentially, the land in this area is constantly in winter. Every every area is, like, snowy and cold, and it's, like, this desolate land... um, and I guess monsters occasionally will invade the land and, like, start attacking humans unless a sacrifice is sent to the last lands and loses their life, basically, to appease the monster. Oh, my um, God. And it's something that happens <laughs> over and over again. Uh, yeah. and uh, Every 10 years. Every 10 years. Every 10 years what? they have to send a yes. sacrifice what? to the last lands. Yep. Every fucking 10 years. They have to, you have to send a, a person to the last lands, and you sacrifice them, and they're going to die. And it's her journey to the last lands. Yeah, to Xanarkand. Yes, to Xanarkand. <laughs> so, uh, is there a time plot? With a there time? is. There's a time plot. Yeah. So time the travel. the dark Samsara was a youth who has like a ton of power and um, like basically fucked up. He like killed himself, and he became. A mass of energy known as the Dark Samsara, which essentially it's like uh, what what game is this? I know there's another game that deals with time in a very similar way. So we're are we talking about the very ending at the beginning? Yeah, well, there's not really any story in the game. You're just going on a journey, collecting characters, collecting members to your party. There's some intrigue there, and then oh, you're gonna drop that. Oh, you dropped it, and. Uh, <laughs> It's just someone's auto cat or whatever that is. There's hardly there's hardly any story in the game. Personally, then, it's not bad, but it's and then the people of the last lands they destroyed their kingdom because they noticed that magic was okay. They put spoilers on this fucking thing. Um, so they noticed that people were slowly losing their magic. So they wanted to find out ways where they could increase everyone's magic. And the only people who were successful were these people in the last lands. But by doing so, they accidentally turned this kid into this dark monster. Yeah. Who becomes the evil guy, and then basically the story revolves around a girl that's like the mistress of time, and she keeps going back in time to reset to try to like take out uh, to try to like fix the problem. So through this journey, each time that you come t- with the sacrifice to the end, um, they all choose to just sacrifice and not fix the problem. So the time judge winds back time until she gets the moment of time where everyone is ready to fight against the the dark monster to make it so you don't have to do sacrifices anymore. Which I'm pretty sure is Chrono Trigger, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's a time thing like that. And this there. time it's different well, because Chrono you Trigger, are you're just traveling through time. I don't know exactly what the plot is. Yeah. It was fine. 
there's not really a whole lot going on in the story. I, I enjoyed the characters, though. Um, we do find them periodically, and we have little side quests. And your guy actually is tasked by another character to kill um, Setsuna. And so the whole time you're kind of like following her around and like you're being prodded and like told, hey, you, you're going to end up having to kill this chick. You're going to have to kill her at some point. Um, and then also the uh, Dark Samsara sends this dude, this Fides dude who has a scythe after you and you have to fight him. And then once you defeat him completely, he uh, he basically just joins you because he has nothing else to do with his life. Um, there's... It's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. Well, it's a, like a. It's like a two-year-old game. I, mean, I don't give a fuck about spoiling it. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. The story is really simple. It's just a. It's just a hero's journey story. Basically, it's you going on an adventure with Setsuna as her guard, and you collect more members of her guard as time goes on to protect her on her mission to sacrifice herself in Xanarkand. Um, so that's. That's essentially the gist of the story. There is some cool stuff with the time. Um, I, I, I thought that was kind of a cool little twist at the end where it's like, yeah, everything that's happened in the past was the past, but when you get to this point in the current, how do you, how we do you reset. Like how they tied in save points. Um, how, they, how they make save points an actual part of the plot of the game where only certain people can actually see the light rings of our time. Is. Oh, that's so can, right. That's yeah. why you can save there. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. They had to explain that away. It's and like, then you use a save point to basically go back in time. Yeah. That, that I guess that's kind of cool. Huh? That's yeah. kind of a cool little little ditty of, of sorts. Right? It's just ditty. like the reason why you can save is because of the time judge fucking up with time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so honestly... This game doesn't, to me, it doesn't really shine necessarily in the story department. It's kind of a standard RPG with a pretty standard and already done plot. And the weird part about it for me is... Is that a standard plot? <clears throat> yeah. Or just already done? Well, already done, I guess. It's a standard hero's journey, but it's a plot that's already in Final Fantasy X. And here's the funny part. The first guy you come across, he was on a pilgrimage... He was on a journey before, but the journey failed, and he came back, and now he's this grizzled old guy with a giant sword. Who talks, he talks, he is Orin, but he talks like Barrett from Final Fantasy VII, so it's weird. <laughs> it's like two awesome characters fused into one. And then you get the dragoon character, and then you get the mage, and the mage, okay? The mage, they, the village that he comes from, they no all tits. used to have a lot of magic. No tits, no tits. Oh. They all used to have a lot of magic, but they realized that their magical power was shortening their lifespan, so they gave it away, but now he decided he wanted to do the magic to join us on our journey, so he has a life, a shelf whole, life now, and he's Vivi from Final Fantasy IX, basically. The story plot there with, oh, wow. with Kier, is the name of that kid, is that they live their life, in that yeah, they live longer, but then they, they live their life besieged by monsters all the time, and he's like, you know, what's the point of a long life if you're not going to live it? So he'd rather take his magic to live a short life, but make it purposeful. Yeah, so he, he is Vivi from FF9, right? And it's like, it's like this hodgepodge of Final Fantasy thrown into one game. So my it question... It is an, an homage to the classical RPGs, is what it says. Yeah, so. but... But those are newer. <laughs> 10 is... I guess 10... <laughs> I guess they're classic now. It's well, older than, than it was before. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess true. it's almost Aren't some of the bosses old, basically the four fiends from, like, the original Final Fantasy? The yeah. four fiends. They are, like, yeah. Like, the water, the fire, the earth. And yeah. 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 There's yeah. a time boss that's a real asshole, too. Yeah, yeah. Cures himself for a lot. It's annoying. So this is just... A Final Fantasy game. Kind of, yeah. It is sort of a Final Fantasy game. I see why it won, because it is something that 
would be played by all of the listeners of the Final Fantasy podcast, probably. <laughs> okay. Um, unfortunately, it kind of lives in the shadow of that, and that's why a lot of people only consider it an okay game, is because of how similar it is to things that have come before, which I... Well, then the person whose opinion I really want is Cameron's, because he hasn't actually played any of the Final Fantasy. Yeah, Fantasies. yeah. Yeah. So, Cameron, what did you think of the story? Not that what did you think of the... your opinion is <laughs> worth it. Yeah, fuck you. Um... <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. So the feeling I got from this game was it tried to be simple and powerful is what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a simple story, but a powerful driving force for it. Um, and then when we get the, to the music, it's the kind of same idea later with the music it being simple piano pieces, but beautiful nonetheless. And I just feel like that's kind of the feeling that they wanted to go for it where they're not... I mean, you can get into the weeds with the gameplay, but for the most part, it was just they're trying to be simple with the story. Um, they didn't want to be overbearing of the story, and I think it played off, in my opinion, quite nicely. Yeah, there wasn't. It wasn't like there could. It wasn't a perfect story at all. It was kind of eye rolling parts uh, every now and then. But yeah, like when people would laugh, and then <laughs> they, I don't know what it is about JRPGs, but like they're obsessed with people collapsing. And I noticed it in this game a lot, where like someone would do something taxing, and they would just like they would just fall to the ground. And I'm like, Ugh, God, this again! Like, are you okay? Everyone freaks out, and then they like put her in bed, and then they resurrect her with like some mage. Like that happens like five times in this game. The English cover has some sticky stuff on it that I tried to cover so you could slide it in and out, but. Yeah, I'm pulling the cover out right now. Thanks for letting him know, Cameron. I'm just saying, it came <laughs> with like little sticky two-sided tape. Sure, you didn't beat off hands. on the game? No, it has two-sided tape that much. on it. Oh, okay. Um, That's to keep it from coming out, I assume, which is now No, it was to keep it so I could, sli- I could decide which... For some reason, they put two-sided tape on the English uh, cover, and... It's so you could tape it to the outside of it, but it's like, what if you just want to swap covers every now and then? You just slide it in, inside of the little uh, plastic covering they have. You can just swap it in, in and out. You don't need to have fucking two-sided tape on it. Yeah. Going about it the whole wrong way. That's what happens. Um, I don't know. I, I enjoy the story. My One of my complaints is it just felt... Like, this was a side project that could have been a greater idea. It felt like they did this in their spare time, and they made it, and it feels like you just play through it super fast. It doesn't feel yeah. like there's much story there. There's, like, they could have done more development. They could have pulled you into side quests a little bit better. Because um, it's complete. It's easy to just ignore those. Did you um, do those, any of them? Um, I think I did the one for Kier. Oh, really? I think. I can't remember. I did, I, I did all of them, but I didn't the trophy tied. Um. So personally, I enjoyed the game a lot more than I thought I would. So I'd probably give the story. I'm gonna go with a eight, just because I don't know anything that it's pulling from. I don't know all the Final Fantasy references. All I know it is a lot like those other games. But I like I enjoyed the story. It's not perfect, but. I think it was good. Okay. A good feeling. Yeah. Um, I think the story's all right in this game. Um, I don't... I mean, I enjoy the fact that you're walking with a doomed character. I like how you and end up the, breaking the, the... The strained relationship that your character makes with Setsuna. Yeah, it has the similar a similar Final Fantasy X thing where you get to like choose from a couple different responses. So you can be like a dick or you can be really nice. And as far as I can tell, that doesn't really matter. No. Um, not like it does in ten, where you can like 
hit up certain characters and like they'll be the ones that hang out with you for the rest of the game you know mm-hmm. uh, lulu on the like you know fucking speeder bike and whatnot on the snow and like <laughs> they're That's awesome tits me, flying yeah. around yeah everyone just thinks that it's lulu but it's only because you went to her first like you went to her because she's got the huge tits so uh, you talk to her naturally uh-huh. yeah naturally yeah of course uh, very natural uh-huh nothing fake about it Big um, naturals that's right. Uh, so I, I don't. I didn't dislike the story, um, and I do think it is original in its own right, uh, with the with the time plot. And I liked the time plot in the game. I think it's kind of a cool idea of like again, they it just was, keep resetting. It time. was a time plot, and time plots generally can get kind of complicated and out of hand. But this one, they they did their best to keep it simple, but adding another element uh, in the game to allow Setsuna to become a martyr. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, um, and. Yeah, they ended up figuring out what the problem was. We ended up killing the the dark samsara, and we kind of stop it all. So time just carries on normally after that. Question for you is: So, India's stuck in the past now, right? Stuck in the past. What do you mean? So, when they m- go back to the past to chase after the dark samsara, and then she absorbs it, and then you decide to swing your sword, not swing your sword. She dies either way. Sorry, guys. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Because fuck it. Um. And then you're just left walking. You're, I think you are stuck in the past. They had magic to send you and Setsuna to the past to, to fix it. But then you're just stuck there. Yeah. And I think maybe that could tie in to you maybe going back to your village and then encouraging a young Indier. Maybe. Giving him his first cyclone sprite night. <laughs> what? That could be, yeah. I guess you could, like... Have some fucked up thing, but anyways, India's totally just fucking stuck in the. If past. you look at it, if you look each other in the eye, though, you both be unmade. That's what happens when you're when it's a time loop like that, where you look at yourself. If you like make eye contact, you just like there's uh, nothing left because you you acknowledge the time uh, the time fuck up and you're just gone. Anyways, he's off doing whatever he can can do. Yeah, no, he's he's fucked. Um, no. I guess. I mean, they still save it. So once he gets back to normal time, when he's yeah, old, but he's be old. When he's an old bastard or dead. Um, He's basically the sacrifice of the game. So it does something uh, similar to Final Fantasy X where you have the protagonist and you also have the main character and they're kind of different. You start out as Endir, but he's really kind of a side guy for almost the entire story. Yeah. Um, Whereas Titus is a lot more of a main, to be honest, than this guy is. This guy's kind of there. And you can control him, but you can control anybody in the game. You can choose which character you're walking around as. Um... So it's like, yeah, you started with that guy, um, but really it's just, it's about all about Setsuna. And then you end up being sacrificed as well, because yeah, you're right, he's, he's stuck. Um, and that would be kind of cool if that was him. Uh, just a side thought, nothing that really ties it to that, but it'd be funny if uh, you go back to the past, and so you just do the best you can do to prepare <laughs> yourself for the journey you're about to take. He's his own father, that's what, uh, <laughs> that's what True Oak said, so you're a little special. <laughs> <laughs> Futurama Jesus. fries his own grandfather. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, I, I, I'm going to give the story, I'm going to give it a seven. I think it's a fine story. Um, I don't think it really brought anything super original to the table, other than the cool thing with the time plot in the end. Um, the characters overall I thought were slightly interesting. Um, not the Not the best written characters, to be honest, but I didn't really hate any of them i just hated playing as some of them because they were useless in the damage department so i didn't um but really personally where i think this game shines is definitely going to be in the gameplay category 
Um, so the game plays as a action time battle based RPG, which is kind of turn based, kind of not really. So you got the little bar that fills up, and then when it fills to the top, it's your turn. Uh, the enemy has their own one that's hidden, of course. But this game adds something a little different with the um, momentum momentum mode. So when you wait, once your bar reaches the top, you kind so of... So you, ha- you have your action bar, which fills up. You can perform an action. But on top of that, you have a momentum sphere. And once it fills up, you'll get a little star on it. And you can have it fill up to three separate stars. Yeah, which is kind of the the overdrive or the limit break thing in Final Fantasy. Where like you get it for waiting, you get it for taking damage, you get it for dealing damage. So it kind of combines a lot of the different optional systems in FF10 to gain um, overdrive to do your special attacks. And there's a, there's once you get these momentum points, you can enter momentum mode, which is when you... And the game doesn't tell you this, by the way. Mine did. Mine doesn't say a fucking word. It talks about momentum, but it doesn't talk about like how to level up the Sprite Knight and any of well, that. Well, yeah, it doesn't talk about how, le- how you level up the Sprite Knight, but it tells you how, when you attack to press a button to enter momentum mode for that attack. So yeah. my game explained that to me. So, when, yeah, I got that. that. That's fine. So, like, when you when you do an attack, the little thing, the name of the attack comes up, and it's in this blue box, and when it's, like, sending off its little spri- sparkles and, like, huh, you know, like, its colors and shit, all, like, fanciful, that's when you press square or whatever it is on the switch, and then you can add extra damage to your attack. Now, you can do the same thing with spells, and when you do that with a spell, you have the possibility of uh, of adding a Sprite Knight upgrade. And the upgrade is based on... Talismans. Talismans that you equip. So, like, if I have a talisman that has the chance to flux, which is what the process is called, it's called fluctuation, uh, critical chance, when I do that move and I have momentum built up, I have a star on that little orb, I have a chance to add the talisman, one of the talisman's buffs to that particular sprite knight, which is tied to the move. Correct. So it's like a bullshit convoluted system, but it's really it awesome when you figure it out. it out. Yeah, once you figure it out. So talismans, they'll have a um, basically a flux action, and the ones with the least amount of different things they can do are usually better, because then you can grind out your one particular knight, stat. One particular stat. Yeah, yeah. Then m- most of them will have a bonus stat, where they can make you see enemy health, or anything else. The ones that I like when I'm trying to grind out fluxes are just the in- increased flux chance, because it just makes it a super, you know, a breeze. Yeah. And yeah. so another gameplay element are these sprite knights or spells that you use can also be used in tandem with other heroes' spells. So you can do a combo effect up to, you know, you can get all three party members joining in on it. The only problem is the game never fucking tells you which sprite knight to get to do which combo. And you basically don't know that you can do a combo until you see in your in your tech list that you have it. Or if you just go way deep in the menus, it tells you with what you have equipped now what combos you have. Yeah, well, it tells you, like, hey, with this person, you have this combo. With this and this person, you have this combo. And then you would have to go into that person's stats and look at their Sprite Knight and see what combo lines up and then kind of find it. Or yeah. you can use the internet, which is what I did. Um, Cheater. And it's pretty Cheater. useful. Like There's a, there's a whole... Internet is useful. <laughs> yes. There's a whole wiki on uh, I Am Setsuna. Okay. And so basically there are so many different combinations that... 
you can basically get away with any powerful combo that you want. Yeah, as long as you I can mean, buff yourself, keep yourself alive, you can beat the game in yeah. a ton of different ways. The most important things are dealing a sick amount of damage and healing yourself up. Those are the two most important Yeah, I would things. say that and debuffing. And so there's this one combo that I like to use, the blow beat one, which does a ton of debuffs, but also a ton of damage at the same time. And if you... If you increase the critical hit rate for Indier, it does a lot of crit damage at the same time, which I guess is why for me it was so powerful. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of different combinations you can do. Like I had uh, Endier's Battle Cry move, which mm-hmm. increases your attack and defense. But then I also had Critical Chance up. I had Critical Strike combo. So like when I did that move in uh, in Momentum mode, I had like 10 things that it gave me. Yeah, and I became fucking so ridiculous. That's what I would do for most fights. I would wait for Indir to have his momentum charged up. I'll do his battle cry, which makes Indir's uh, action bar fill up super fast. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you get... You know, I, then, I, then it was Setsuna, and I did her Illuminaire, which does light damage to the enemy and heals all of your party. And then when I got to Nadir, who is the other part of the combo, I would use him to initiate the combo underneath Battle Cry and Momentum and just do a crazy ton of damage, extra status debuffs, and crit damage. Yeah. Uh, the game, I think the gameplay is is really fun in this, and I, I like the uh, I like the system that they set up. It's really complicated, and they don't do a very good job of telling you how to use yeah. it. Um, but there, there's only one boss though that gave me a lot of trouble. Which one? It was the the Rydek, the guy before the uh, the airship that you get. Um, it's because he would cast stop three times in a row, and I had to find Sprite Knight that gave you stop shield. And after I had that. Phew, that fight was so easy. Yeah, I think I the one I got really pissed at was the giant goat monster. And I was like, I was remembering <laughs> Catherine, and I was like, fucking goats. Like, what the fuck, man? Like, how, All you many, have to how do many goats are going to fuck me in these games? Like, Jesus Christ. See, with, with that boss, you just, you just got to keep going tons Fisto. of damage. Uh, what I ended up doing was dispelling his cure thing, and I just fucking annihilated him. Oh, I just, I, my, uh, my solution to most situations was more damage. <laughs> yeah, that is a way to deal with it. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna heal for a thousand. Doesn't matter. It'll be gone in three turns. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a lot of gameplay there. There are optional side quests once you get to the end of the game, to the last lands. There's trophy cleanup for fighting all of the sprite night eaten monsters, which essentially is like corrupt versions of monsters that like and become for fucked the up. most time sprite night eaten monsters are harder than the actual bosses yeah oh i know the some of those like the the deer digimon thing <laughs> that thing was Digi-Deer-mon? sick digidermon was i was like no there was when i ran into it i was like oh god and then it fucking destroyed me and i was like oh no fucking digimon come on <laughs> like, <There> was- digimon <laughs> fucks me and then i get fucked by a goat i'm like dude the the sprite <laughs> monsters that I had the hardest time with are the the Digi Angelmon that would just if you don't kill them in your first run through they just they can't they just cast repel magic repel magic repel so magic. there was more than one Digimon in the game yeah. yes there were and I was like is this like a nude clan reference game like <laughs> and then it, another one of them the the tiger one that was just a fucking Digimon too. oh that one's a supposed t- to be tiger sick. mon okay <laughs> he was hard the first time I I went against him but then I realized. 
that if you just slow him a fuck ton, it's super easy. He was in the cave, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I just annihilated him. I so, think I did die once, though. I think I, had, I was underleveled at that point, so I, I just switched out one of the characters for the Eternia and just cast slow, slow, slow. The, yeah. The only one so that... It'd give you enough time to heal in between his huge attacks. The only one that made me like Hulk rage was the fucking goat. And I think it's because <laughs> it was a giant. A it was a giant sheep because he kept caring for like nine hundred. Oh, I know, I know, and I just powered through. That. And I, I almost the killed fight him. Took he was me like twenty minutes, but I still. He was. I reset because I was like, "Fuck this, man!" And I was like <laughs> freaking out. I was, I was so chilled, and like I was like, was you know, I'm just gonna a pillow. I'm just gonna play this. No, he wasn't. Thank God. I, I was just gonna play this game. I've got a little time before I go to work, and like for some reason, like seeing him do that made me get fucking pissed. And I was like, fuck this. And I just shut it off. And I was like, fuck this stupid fucking game. This fucking giant, massive goat. Like, why? Why? <laughs> like, I just remember getting, like, pwned by that goat and fucking Catherine. And, like, I got super pissed that I was getting fucked over by another sheep beast. Uh, so I just fucking... I don't, know, I don't understand what that fight was. I guess it was a sheep more than a goat in both cases. But fuck yeah. those What guys. level were you at when you started finding the goat? I don't know, like 20s or something. I that was before really, I started going. That's Kier's Village, and so they were doing the waves. Yeah, but I didn't know about the fucking Sprite Night thing, because no one had told me yet. I didn't know about it really either at that point. You I told gotta... you before you started it. Yeah, but yeah, you just very vague. Like That's how it is. It's vague, because you don't fucking know until I you're doing it. I learned all about the fluxes and the Sprite Nights from the internet. <laughs> yeah, you have to. The yeah. game doesn't do shit to fucking help you along. And there's still fluxes that they're like, we're... We're pretty sure it does this, but not a hundred percent. So, well, then the problem is, is I'm looking at like a walkthrough of someone like one shotting everybody in the optional area, and I'm like, dude, I have that ability. I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna do it. And I go, and I'm like, yeah, oh shit, mine's way weak. And I'm like, oh great, I don't know what this guy has attached to each of the three abilities that combine to make this thing fucking one shot. So now I'm just gonna have to go out and grind out combo stats power. on every one of their three different individual combo, things. Combo power and crit hit rate. And the problem is, Cameron, it's not like I'm I'm adding uh, buffs to a, a buff move where I can just do it a thousand times in the battle. I'm adding it to an attack. Yeah. And when you when you're adding fluxes to Sprite Knight, and I know this all sounds like unless you played the game but when you're adding fluxes to sprite night the more fluxes you have on the sprite night the less of a the like your chance is lessened for adding that's a why you one. need to find the talisman that increases your flux rate it's the only way to grind it out yeah so uh and then my one problem is i wanted to grind out fluxes for both the luminaire on setsuna and the blow beat for nadir and indir um the only problem is is that indir and in, in, in nadir would would one-shot everything every time I went to go do it. So I had to switch it to my party so she could go first with her Luminaire so she has a chance for Flux. And then the other two come in for their chance of Flux. See, the one I liked more than Luminaire, I can't remember what it's called, but it was uh, it was like something light. And it would you would get a counter for how much you would heal. And like it would have like total amount healed, and then you would deal damage based on the Ooh, amount healed. That's it was, cool. Yeah, it was fucking nuts. I have to find that. I and, mean, because uh, I would just spam cure two. Luminaire like the... was really great against the bosses because it's a lot of light damage, and I guess they're super weak to that. So yeah. that was really nice because she would do a thousand plus damage every time she'd heal us. Yeah, yeah. But that that way could have been uh, could have been slightly more. Yeah, because I got like up to because she would 000. heal about four thirty per party member and that would have been more than just a, like a 1200 damage so yeah um but uh, one of the other things that this game has that's really cool i think is the loot system caleb craig's favorite thing to hate 
Um, in this game, it depends on the game. In this game, yeah, the drops. There are ways to kill enemies to get certain items to drop. So you have like twelve different types of kills. You have a link kill, which is where you combined, you comboed with another character. Mm, okay. So if I kill, if I have a little, if I, and you know what? Okay, the okay. stupidest enemy in the game is a squirrel See, riding a fucking snowball, right? <laughs> so if I'm fighting it. a squirrel riding a snowball, which is the weebiest, <laughs> stupidest fucking thing in here. Okay, but that's part of design, and that's one thing that I have a bone to pick with. Yeah, it, when you're fighting one of those, if I were to kill it with a link kill, it would drop, you know, the snowball. If I were to kill it as just a an overkill, where you kill it and, like, kill the shit out of it, it would drop <laughs> its head, you know? Its head <laughs> would fall off. If I use a time attack, like Demi or something like that, it would be a time kill... There's like 12 different types of kills, and those are all linked to specific items that you yeah. need to get and my problem new sprite would be knights. Is that I would get a certain weapon or do a certain thing and go through an area, and then later realize uh, because I was using that certain weapon, I never got the item I needed for that sprite knight. Yeah. So I have to fucking track all the way back and that's, kill them in the correct manner in order to get the ingredients I need for that sprite knight. And it, you, this game, so we talk about how Zelda was kind of crazy before the internet, you know, because like the backtracking in the woods and stuff. This game without the internet would be sick. Because you'd have to be like, okay, I did this, and it dropped this item. Because I think you would, it would eventually dawn on you when you're looking at the Sprite Knights in Basically, the store, and you're like, why the fuck do I not have this item? And then you would eventually see, like, oh, my God, it's tied to how I kill certain enemies. And you're like, fuck, and you'd have to just like have like a text file you, you that's like, ha- you'd have to, yeah, snowball, squirrel, file. motherfucker, and then and you'd like just, each type of kill and what it fucking to, drops. You'd have to go to each enemy and kill every enemy every way you can kill an enemy. Yeah. And it's That's sick. Right. You have to fuck it every which and way. And there's there's an exact kill where if you kill something within a few point, uh, points of its you know hit points, that's an exact kill. And once you've leveled a certain amount, you're never going to get exact kills on anything anymore. But there's a special island of developers you can get to in the game. And one of the characters can increase the difficulty of all the monsters to match yours so you can get more exact kills. Yeah, when, I, when he asked me that, I was like, are you fucking high? I don't want to do that. Like, fuck that. This game's already bullshit with the final area. Like, eat my shit. And then, like, I guess that would be useful because it's you still, it's, the, it's still you can keep getting exact kills. But yeah, there's like the loot system is super in depth, and I actually kind of enjoyed it. I was like, that's actually really a really cool I idea. Have, I mean, the it, in reality, the area is so small of the map area of the game, and once you get your fucking airship, it's like nothing. Yeah, that it's not hard to backtrack and go uh, grind out some of the materials. Also, the airship sounds like it comes straight out of like Meet the Jetsons. It just has that little like. <laughs> Sound to it when you're flying around. Uh, I'm super sad he can't land it on the water. Wife. I just wanted to see if the airship could fly. <laughs> yeah. The boy Elroy. <laughs> see him flying around the Jane, world. His wife. I would. I would die if that. Oh, that's great. But. It made me think of the. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The animated Treasure Island film that Disney wants to forget. Oh yeah, you know I watched that. Treasure I used Planet. To, Treasure Planet. Yeah. yeah, I used to like that a lot. The first half of that movie is pretty bad. Yeah. The second half is pretty fun, though. The movie's bad. It's bad overall, yeah. it's. I haven't seen it in years. I, I was done with Disney when they made that Atlantis movie. Oh, that one's yeah. also Atlantis not great. Atlantis is terrible. And the second one is pretty terrible, too. Oh, man. Sadly, it's, I was we came We came into consciousness as Disney was starting to go downhill. Yeah, that's why everyone that's like... Like their last great Disney movie for like fucking 10 years was Mulan guys and so it was like fuck Disney yeah. when we were like I don't know it's funny the ones that were out when we were young like now Disney is on top of the world again they're having like another resurgence and, yeah uh, you know thanks to Tangled and all that but 
yeah, after Mulan, it was just like a, a desert wasteland of shitty movies. Yeah, which is crazy because like yeah. the best eras of movies, they like put out the worst shit. Like the <laughs> that is and what 90s. happens. Yeah. If like Disney is a counterpoint. They always got their good shit when everybody else. Is they're just like you can't have poorly. everything. You can't have everything. <laughs> so you won't have us. <laughs> All right, uh, let's not devolve. No, but uh, there's that. The boss fights are fun. They're unique. They have different strategies. They're really frustrating sometimes. Yeah, um, and it's it makes more, you... it's more about managing because you can just do your attack without momentum, but the boosts you get from using momentum just make it so much more valuable. Yeah, to you gotta you gotta gauge. Hey, how many hits can I realistically take without uh, dying? So you're waiting for your momentum to proc so you can do those higher value attacks not just higher damage but you get more value out of your attacks when you wait for your momentum to right so there's a lot of timing in it there's a lot of uh use your other party members because like you said like when you started using slow which Mm -hmm. i didn't use eterna for a long time one thing you'll notice is that the game tries to make it to where you get to an area where another party member is more viable so you don't just keep someone in the back party the whole time because these are characters they develop they want you to use these characters in their story and so each area you get to yeah you could just level the the fuck out of your party so they blew through the area anyway but each time you get to an area there's a certain party member who's more adept at handling the threat that's there yeah like when I got Julianne for the first time she was like balls to the wall like I was like holy fuck she's dealing so much fucking damage now I don't use her at all <laughs> and the reason why is because the level grinding trick that I used on the uh, those fucking pangy motherfuckers yeah I did that too you uh, would uh so another part of the game that they don't tell you about that you just have to fucking find out is that there's little hidden objects. They're not hidden. They're little bright little glinty pieces of things, whatever, on the map. You walk over to it. gives you a little sound bite to know that you're over the top yeah. of it. You pick it up, and it's usually a, a piece of food or an ingredient for, for a recipe. You just got to pick them up. And then random through random conversations with people in the village, someone will go, hey, you have these items. Let me go make you that recipe. And then they'll give you a recipe, which you can then give to a cook, because they don't know any recipes until you tell them. And you can start using food. Yeah, awful cooks, by the way. (laughs) Then the food will give you various resistances and buffs, but the major thing is most of them will give you XP boosts. Um, There's that secret dev island that you can go to, and they they give you this food item that just gives you a shit ton of extra experience after every battle. So I would strongly suggest you get that recipe if you ever want to grind out uh, just levels in the game. Yeah, um, uh, I would caution that, though, because the final optional dungeon levels with you, so <laughs> have fun. <laughs> That's not great. <laughs> but it's going to be the same difficulty no matter what, then, right? Uh, I guess. I mean, you can be underleveled and still have sick-ass shit, and you could just destroy them with the sprite All it matters is yeah, what your sprite knight Really, like. the problem is, is if you don't know about the system until you unlock the final dungeon, you're fucked. That's what I. That's what I've discovered. If you don't understand how the game works until you understand how the game works and the game's almost over, that's you're gonna have a hard time. Uh, so, yeah, I think it is fun to play though. I think it's a pretty fun game. I like how it's um, action time battle instead of turn based. I like how you can kind of manage your team. I like how everybody has their own values. It's not quite like FF10, where in FF10 you'll have like a flying guy, a flan that's weak to magic and like an armored guy and you have like specific characters that are really good against them it's more like the areas um so i'd say it's more like late game ff10 where you're doing so much fucking damage that it doesn't matter who you have you're gonna yeah. kill them no matter what uh, but they, it does yeah, have monsters that with the have bosses their weaknesses, monsters have their strengths and each of your party members will be strong or weak in their own way so you just got to know 
Yeah, who's the most effective? Unless you just level the fuck out of everyone, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, and I would, I would say, I would suggest using each party member at least for a little while. They, yeah. they are pretty strong in certain areas, yeah. so it's, it's fun. Um, I like the optional quests. I like learning a little bit more about each of the characters, getting their ultimate weapons. Joe would say that that's not good storytelling. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, so Joe, what? There's extra characters that there's you can extra, explore? There's extra character development you don't get unless you do their side missions. But it's not well, like... No, no, no. Extra? Or extra. necessary? Extra. They're extra. Okay. That's all right. I didn't count that in story, <laughs> though. Um, one thing I do want to mention is that I played this game on the Switch, the handheld uh, for the whole whole game, and I'm just going to have to say it felt that's where it needed to be. That... I don't know how it felt on a bigger TV on the PlayStation, but playing it on the Switch just felt the it, thing that just felt right. Yeah, it That's wasn't like when I played Type Zero and I was like, wow, this is a PSP game um, when I was playing this game. But I was like, I think it would have been pretty fun on the Switch. Like This felt to me like a triple A handheld game. Yeah, because I was playing on triple so it's a like a handheld console. So it's like a double A minus, <laughs> a double A minus on a console, a triple A on a handheld. Yeah. So if you're struggling to credit rating which, of the which US games or? to play on the Switch, I, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> trying to find out what games to play on the Switch, I would strongly suggest this game for the Switch because you have the best of both worlds, handheld and on your but TV. But you don't have trophies. Got the best. You don't, yeah. But you don't have the trophies, and if you're a trophy whore, then yeah. Oh, spread them. Spread those legs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you give gameplay then, guys? I would give gameplay nine. In nine my opinion. out of ten. Yeah, I quite high, enjoyed this. High praise from Cameron. I mean, once once you figure out how what the fluxes do, and once you figure out what you're going for, it's not hard to grind them out. I mean, you could spend maybe an hour getting to where you want to be, and that's about it. All right. Yeah, I don't want to do that anymore, though. I spent too many hours. This is another RPG for you. Another JRPG, even. Yeah. How many, do you, how many is there now? I don't know. Like three, isn't well, it? Because he did uh, Persona 5, Digimon, Nier, uh, Nier is I great. Am Setsuna. I am Setsuna. Is there another one? Um, mm-hmm. Not unless you're counting Pers- Monster Hunter. Uh, not, really. not really. No. We got to give him Final Fantasy 15, which he owns, right? <laughs> yeah. He does own it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but <laughs> play it. The last thing it's I saw shit. you do was like really enjoy the Scorpions like theme yeah trophy, it's just because that was it's it like forever. it was like it was like a deep pole for a final fantasy <laughs> yeah, it was game. real deep it was knocked me like a hurricane <laughs> and that to me was just it was the for best killing trophy. the scorpions and the best in the beginning yeah. of the game and that that was that to me is a fun deep pole that well, that's why you quit you were like i want that to be the last trophy i got in this knocked game. me like a hurricane i love that, <laughs> <laughs> love that shit wow turn it off <laughs> <laughs> i'm done here Schweiss? um yeah, I'll give it a nine too. Um, I don't think it's perfect gameplay. I think there are some frustrating moments. Um, I think it's the gameplay does suffer from them not really explaining the sprite night system at all. Pretty much, it doesn't. I but mean, see, it, the, their reasoning behind that is we're just like the old RPG games that didn't tell you fucking shit. You just yeah. gotta figure it out. They didn't have then, to though. The, the old elitists, RPGs didn't develop. The elitists, like, the purists, will come in there and say later. that's just part of the game. You just gotta try every fucking combination just to know. Yeah, and I mean, I had a few naturally that I did, but I didn't realize. Okay, so exactly hard part for me since I'm new to this type of game is. I didn't know you just go to the world map to save. I didn't know you could do that. Oh, yeah, that's a thing, yeah. Is that like that an RPG thing? Yeah, yeah so I part. had no fucking clue. And so as soon as I figured it out, it was not a habit. But I tried, every time I, I try to remember doing it, 
uh, I would do it. But then let's say the fight after the right, the the guy who has the fucking airship. I fight him, get in the airship, and I'm just like fucking, woo, look at me flying over the map. I forget to fucking save somewhere. So I'm like, I ought to go try some of these Sprite Night guys and get oh, fucked. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I have to fight the fucking boss again. An extra 20 minutes of him just trying to cast stop on me and then me trying to kill him fast enough. So I am not used to knowing that you can only save in these certain areas. Yeah, you can save. On the world map. On the world map, yeah. But not while you're in the ship. Nope. If you want to save, you have to get out of the ship. Ship lands. Oh, you have to make sure you can land there, and then you get out. Then you save, get back in the ship. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, no landing manipulation in this one though, which is unfortunate. Because uh, in FF Seven, there's like a spot where you you're supposed to get a, a chocobo that can walk on water to uh, select the Jesus chocobo, right? You're supposed to get him to get this certain area, but you can land your airship, and like as you land it, you can like jackknife it to the side, and your character will jump out on the side that you're not supposed to land on. Uh, nothing fun like that in this game. It's just natural landings, unfortunately. Yeah. So you can't move while you're landing. So. And there's certain special ingredients hidden away in the mountains you can't get access to. You just have to know where to land. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the game has optional dungeons that you can run through. Um, there's a lot of content in the game. So gameplay is pretty solid. I think it's it's a good game to play. Cool. <laughs> uh, art and graphics. So art was good, but can we also kind of do good. like character design? Yeah, yeah, that's all, that's okay. all part it's of the art. Because one big detriment... If it's detriment, a guy who doesn't program, it's in this department. Okay, so one big detriment for, for me is the enemy design. So when you first start the game, it's fine. Yeah, they have some weird fucking monsters like the snowball squirrels. It's like, why, why would you do that? And how? Why does, why does their soul snowball have no traction on the snow, but they're able to stand on top of it like a little ball? They're just like, oh, hey, I'm running on the snowball. Can't hit me. Ooh. But then they're just staying in place and the snowball's rolling. And it's just like fucking stupid designs like that I don't like. But the biggest thing for me is that every area you went to is just a harder version of monsters you've already seen. Yeah, no variety necessarily. There's no variety. No, like you don't so see like unique enemies until you get to the to the like the very yeah. last end frozen. Lands. Yeah, and then they're all Digimon, so you hate it. <laughs> then they are <laughs> basically all Digimon. <laughs> Actually, yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking, like the dinosaur monster. That's fucking. He's straight up a Digimon too. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Digimon. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, there's no uniqueness in monster design until, you know, uh, uh, at the first part. Yeah, they're all new. They're all unique. But after the first part, they're just all more the same. And that's something that FF10 does as well. Yep, just recolors. And then they can do fire yeah. damage instead of lightning damage. Yeah. That's a thing with RPGs. It is. That's a thing. So um, I didn't like that. Other than yeah. that, the world looks great. Um, that's actually surprisingly, Digimon doesn't do that. Which is amazing to me. <laughs> well, there are some does. recolored Digimon, but some yeah, of the, the dungeons part, they are, like, look a little bit repetitive. Different. But you know, they they were fine. The gameplay in the dungeons is always repetitive too. By the way, yeah, just clear it. Um, the final area looked really cool. It was like a giant hairball in the sky. No, okay, that was one thing I wanted. To, I want to look at, uh, wanted to talk about, or if I could have streamed it, I would have talked about it on the stream. As you're walking up to the big old, it's basically a cocoon, is what it looks like, and you have the fibrous filaments coming off the cocoon that you can kind of see through as the lights kind of spreading through, and it's just like you look off to the edge of it. And it's just like the amount of detail that they put into that object itself was just insane. It looks cool, yeah, and yeah. it's like the threads of time is kind of yeah. what it is, and I'm like, yeah, that's. You know that's fun. Yeah, the ball sack, the hairy, the hairy testes of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey. 
pull your string on interesting. out. Interesting. The yeah. world was interesting. The first snow covered. So when you first got that ship, was the first thing you did is just fly around the whole fucking map to see all the extra islands you could yeah. get to before. Well, the first thing I did was go grab all the really easy trophies of like oh, saw okay. blah 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 ruins, saw blah 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 ruins, went to blah blah blah, and then I went around and collected all the food ingredients to taste all the different foods to get those trophies. So yeah, I explored, and then I went to each island because I was like, this is the game is actually really fun right now because I have yeah. the ability to go anywhere that I want and I want to see what's on these other islands a lot of them are empty and tied to side content that you unlock later but some of them have like the dev island where you've got a classic final fantasy thing yeah so it's developers it's all 8-bit it's 8-bit developers all have their own little thing that they want to say but you do find a pretty powerful sword there and a pretty powerful food item yeah so i mean it's worth it to explore in the game the game rewards you for doing what you've wanted to do the whole time and you couldn't do until the very end um yeah, I think the design though, I think the the look of it is fine. I think it looks like a, you know, a decent looking, a pretty good looking PS3 game. So it's not quite up to snuff, but I don't think it's really supposed it was, to be. It, I mean, it was designed to be cartoonish. It was designed to be easy on the eyes game that'll surprise you in every every so often with the actual design like the cocoon and then the falling snow and that you're that's just there as you're part of the game. And yeah, and I thought the like snow parting as you walked looked really cool. Yeah. Um I don't know. I, I think the the design is fine. The character design, like you said, is really repetitive, and some of them are like annoying uh, with the design. Like I, I just hate don't like the, the way it looks. Fucking squirrels yeah. and the fucking just bouncing balls with fucking huge ear ears and like ear puffs on them. Yeah, you yeah. have legs. They just bounced. Yep, <laughs> puff puffs. I wonder what, what line of you know selection would make for a bouncing body. Yeah, I've always, you know, I've spent too much time thinking about that. Like, how is this evolution possible in this world? Like, especially that? in snow, the way they hop around in snow, it's just like it's crazy. Yeah, that defies all logic. <laughs> um, the character designs were fine. A lot of the villagers kind of look the same. Um, it's kind of standard RPG. The only thing fare. that makes sense is if they have like some sort of tough air bladder that they can inhale and exhale out of it really fast to give them that springing action. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I could see that. Yeah, it's just a ball with fucking ears. Mm. And it bounces. Um, There were Digimon like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's true, there were. So, design and... See, graphics and design and art, I would probably give... I'll probably give it a seven. Seven? Um, Mostly... thinking seven as well. Fair, for the most part. Some really impressive-looking stuff at times, but for the most... For most of the game, it's kind of repetitive, and yeah, it's just I know. I mean, the game itself was short, so repetitiveness didn't really wear on you that much. But see, I wanted the game to be a little bit longer, personally, and I would want more character designs, more yeah. unique more enemies. Variety. Fight. But yeah. you said, I mean, it was basically a high-end mobile title, so kind of no, yeah. triple A, not mobile. I would say mobile. I would say handheld. Handheld. I'm sorry, triple A handheld game. Yeah. Okay. Is yeah. Sound and music. So now this is where the game really fucking excelled. Like whatever they did for that guy, like like what I said before, this game wanted to be simple and powerful at the same time, and they fucking just did it with their with the soundtrack. Like there would be times where I just I just wanted to turn the soundtrack up just so I can be like lost in the in the piano music that the guy was doing. I just checked out the composer. He's twenty four, by the way. Brand new composer. Fucking good job. And if you straight go to the, out of the, straight off the line. 
<laughs> so if you go into the uh, into the dev village, there's one of the guys who goes, "Hey, do you like the music?" The developer said he, he cried a lot because he was trying to make this music very sorrowful. Mm. It's like whatever they had in Japanese that they translated to English. It's in you know. It's Wait, a little he, weird. Is he 24 now or 24? 24, 24 when he made now. It? So he was 22 when he made it. Probably, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent job. Very simple, but. In a very good way. Don't you just love having people that are just way Actually, more talented Actually, he probably would have been 21 because the yeah. year-long development time. <laughs> like, I seriously just... He went, to, he went to Berkeley or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I just want to, like, I just want to get this listen to his music on YouTube and just the piano stuff. It is a, Tomoki like, Miyoshi, by the way. It yeah. wasn't like he. they didn't say who their composer was for a while. Was there something about that? I don't know. I don't okay. Know. I, I only that. looked up his name and tried to find out who he was. He's got a website. Anyways, he did an excellent job here. The music fit the game just so perfectly. And in a way where it was powerful, not over, you know, over obtrusive to the, you know, what was going on, but it had its moments where you're going through the, you know, just trekking through the land or you're in an area and you're just like, wow, this music just fits. So yeah. there was no really annoying songs. Yeah. And then as for the sound design for everything else, yeah, there was there were no annoying songs. That's I mean, surprising. The one song you hear the Final most Fantasy is the travel always song. always has one. The, the one annoying... one. The, I mean, you could probably say the travel song was annoying just because you would hear that the most because you're running on the world map. You're just trekking from one area that's, to another. And it wasn't a bad I mean, song. Yeah. But no, there was no song that was like, oh, that's an ugly song. No. Okay. Um, sounds like you know you're crunching through the snow. Sounds pretty cool. Um, your sword sounds were standard, but you know they were good. Um, Nothing out of place. No, sounds pretty good. Yeah. How's the voices? Um, Japanese. All in Japanese. So you don't know. <laughs> sounds fine. they sound good to sound me. Fine to me. <laughs> it's like in battle too. They don't have any like voice cutscenes really. Yeah, they just say things in battle yeah. in Japanese. It's Twice. Weird. Um. I don't know. I like the music in the game. I it put me to sleep a couple times because it's really relaxing with the piano and like the soft, soft tones. And it is kind of a, it does kind of put you in the mood to you know go see someone sacrifice themselves <laughs> for, for the good of mankind. So I, I suppose it does do its job really well. It was just supposed to make you just, uh, puts you in that mood. It's huh? a sense of like what has to happen, but being sad by it at the same time. But the problem with that is that I wasn't really sad about it. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really care about the characters that much. But the music. It did a pretty good job. Um, I do think a lot of it does sound Xanarkand-esque with the piano. Um, they just kind of did like a slow, sad piano song. So like it... Well... It's like, yeah, I mean, they did it, but it's not that good. It's not as good as the one song that they're trying to be. You think so? No, I, I, I thought don't. I thought it was beautiful. When it was, you played, when fucking, you played the it two beats side by side, beautiful. it was like they're both equally hey, beautiful up, piano music. Just, I don't know. I I want to listen to more of it, like, on YouTube. Just, like, pull up a portion of it. Maybe we can do that later, but... Yeah. Um, I do think it's good, though, and I don't, I don't really have any issues with the music. I just feel like... Were you... Did you have headphones on? No. I played on my TV. Like, it's just... Like, the music just felt so good. I don't know what it was about it. Well, it was good music, apparently. Yeah. It felt good. It felt good. Put, puts you in the mood to <laughs> see people sacrifice, apparently. Right, it's a yeah. very specific well, mood. What would you give it out of 10? That's a 10 for me. It's 10 for Cameron. Yep. So you would sacrifice somebody to that music? I would sacrifice someone to that music. Okay. Um, I'll give it a 9. I think it's pretty good. Um, 
I don't know. I don't, I didn't I didn't like it as much as Cameron though. I don't think I'd like go out and buy the soundtrack. I wouldn't either. I just listened to it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you, you ruined the music industry. <laughs> it's good. You it done sounds, ruined it. It sounds good. I mean, it um, was it's you know. it's a, a a perfect supplement for the game. There isn't like anything there to just listen to unless you like piano music. Just to sit down and just listen to piano music for a while. Yeah. Uh, replayability. You gonna play this again? I would give replayability probably an eight, especially if I had trophies. I don't have any trophies on the Switch. Um, But there's so many more combos that you want to try, so many more different OP things and places you want to explore and side missions you can do. So definitely worth an eight. All right. uh, You know what? I'm going to give it a seven. Um, I am playing it more to get the trophies, but it's not really a, a loving act it's just an act of necessity for me more than anything like i enjoy the game i enjoy how in depth it is um i enjoy the different kind of combos the different ways to fuck people over like insanely fast i think all of that is really fun but the optional dungeons post game they're not really that fulfilling like it's just kind of you get a little bit of xp you get some extra items a little bit of mo- a little bit more story and then that's kind of it um, playing the game start to finish again, I might do at some point, but honestly, I think I'm just going to finish up the trophies and then kind of be done with the game because there are, there are other RPGs out there that I do think are better and they do similar things in a better way. But that being said, I did jump back on right when I got to, I unlocked the final dungeon or the final like zone. And then I went back and I did everybody's side quests and I was into doing all of that and collecting all the items I needed. So I won't I won't dock it too much, but I do think there are better games to replay that are very similar to this. So, all right, what's your overall kind of uh, kind of thoughts wrap up opinion for someone who hasn't played a JRPG? I think this is a really easy one to get into, and a really like makes you more willing to try more JRPGs. I would say so. A great introduction and a great way to you know try some of the older ones. See if you like those too. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think if you are big into into RPGs, I think you can enjoy this one as well. Um, just kind of give it a, a quick playthrough. It's not a super long game, so it's not a massive commitment. And there's a lot of extra stuff to do, and there's a lot of fun to be had in the game. So I'd say if you see it on sale and you're an RPG guy, I'd, I would pick it up for sure. The 40 bucks I spent on it felt kind of uh, extreme. 57 for me. Yeah, so I guess I can't bitch too much, but it was, you know, if you do find a good deal on it, makes me laugh that it went on sale right after you bought it twice. Yeah, it's great, and it's not available um, digitally, or it's not available physically. On there PS4. are no physical copies that were released in. They're released in uh, the America region. I did buy an import copy for the Switch. It has Japanese art and there English a art. PS4 physical copy? Or was I don't it only know. For Switch? I just looked at the Switch. Okay. Anyways, for the Switch, if you want a physical copy, um, I will be giving that to our giveaway. So, okay, sweet, sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet. All right. Well, the scores are as follows for story. Caleb gave it a 7. Cameron gave it an 8. For gameplay, they both gave it 9s. Art and graphics, they both gave it 7s. Uh, sound and music, Caleb gave it a 9. Cameron gave it a 10. Replayability, Caleb gave it a 7. Cameron gave it an 8. 
which I believe, although I don't trust my math right now because I can't fucking think this morning. Uh, Caleb is at 39 out of 50, and Cameron's at 42 out of 50 for a total of 81 out of 100. Yeah, that's the new right. Clan official score. So on Metacritic, it has a 74 out of 100 for PS4 and a 75 out of 100 for Switch. Okay. So, so the, the handheld gives it one more point. A little higher. There you go. <laughs> I just um, felt like that was the place you should play it. Was on the Switch. That's fair. Well, once again, if you want to play it on the Switch, I guess it's part of our drawing now. Uh, so that's There's fun. some codes uh, that are in Japanese inside the game, and I did not use those. So if they are for anything, use them and let me know what those were for. Yeah, that's hopefully good. it's like uh. Setsuna porn or something. <laughs> it's probably for the Japanese Nintendo stores. Probably. So yeah, but if you won't be able to use it. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? All right. Well, uh, if you want a chance at getting that, you got to go to Patreon and support us there. That's uh, we're still waiting on a reward for Skull. What do you want to get, man? Click through NudeClan.net. Yeah, Skull Hottie. Please, uh, please respond to us. Um, but yeah, NudeClan.net is where you find that. You can also join our forums there. Ask us questions there. If you want to ask us questions on Twitter, the hashtag is at, is uh, hashtag NudeClanQ. Yeah, and guys, please do that. We're out of questions. We're out of questions. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> refill our queue of questions, please. Refill our queue using NudeClanQ. Exactly. That's right. But Q as in the letter instead of Q-U-E-U-E. U-E-U-E. Uh, you can tweet the show at Nude Clan Podcast. You can tweet me at Joseph DeGullier. Me at Obsidian Bar. Me at Nude Clan Cam. Me at UFF Podcast. And you can check out our other shows if you want. Ultima Final Fantasy, Godzilla Podcast, uh, Puff Puff Hour, uh, Tale of Schweissen Johnson. Yeah. Uh, Song of Schweissen Johnson. Song of Schweissen Johnson. And um, for a few chickens more, Sans' wedding night, a song is right. <laughs> Our phone number, if you want to call in for <laughs> Nude Clan After Dark. Sorry about the late release last week, guys. Uh, Nude Clan After Dark is 385-204-3921. Ask us any other questions you want. Ask for advice. We'll give you some terrible uh, advice. Uh, but anyway, up until then, we will see you guys next time. Enjoy the nude. May the list go on. Live always in the nude. Fucking crane. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs>